Hi. Hi. Let me see. Again, put on my glasses. I, I haven't conceded to my innermost self um, that I need glasses all the time. Uh, my name is Evan. I'm definitely an alcoholic. Um, hi. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you, Melody, for um, asking me to speak. Um, it's a privilege. 40 minutes is a long time, huh? And thank you, Dana, so much for your share. Um, it's interesting you read it, you know, they stopped in time. Um, that is not my story. There's another <laughs> section, there's another section called They Lost Nearly All. Uh, that's, that's, that's who you got tonight. So, um, I definitely, I am a, a definitely a, a real one, you know, the hopeless variety, like we just said. Um, I, yeah, um, okay, we'll see what God has in store. Um, you know, I, Fortunately, yeah, I, li I live in the Los Angeles area, Sherman Oaks. Fortunately, I didn't have that much of a drive. I, um, my mom is visiting here from uh, Arizona. And, um, you know, it was funny today, my uh, stepdad, I was running down to the car to get some things there in a hotel in Irvine. And um, he handed me a card and he goes, this is for the room. And I said, no, this is your credit card. And um, he goes, oh, I go, yeah, that, that might have been bad. And um, if you drank and used like I did, you know, when your family plays the remember when game, um, it's not your favorite game. And so my mom goes, remember that time that you took all of Jim's credit cards? And uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, I said, mom, you know, for the record, um, you know, <laughs> you know we, we went over this plenty of times. And, and for the record, yes, um, I was left in Mexico and, um, you know, I did, I broke into her house. They were on vacation and, um, you know, uh, this complete, it, it, like it, you're incapable, right? You can't differentiate the truth from the false and any capacity for empathy, compassion, um, anyone else, right, is, is completely, oh, there we go, okay. Um, it is completely <laughs> like out of the question, right? If you're in the midst of this thing. And um, yeah, you know, I broke in their house. Um, I, I stole this truck I, and all, all the credit cards and, um, you know, and I did my thing. And, uh, and then it was actually, my uncle had passed away from a heroin overdose at his funeral. And she's like, can you please bring back the credit cards? And I came in like, hi what's up, you know, and, um, you know, like, no, like shame, nothing. And cause the way I am, right. Is I'm like, you're welcome. I'm alive, you know, like, hello. And, um, when the true story is I, I absolutely without a shadow of a doubt needed to be left in Mexico because, um, I was behaving like a belligerent drunken whore, you know? So, um, <laughs> so anyway. and yeah, um, but, you know, and it didn't start out this way. It didn't start out that, that way at all. You know, um, this thing was progressive for me. And, um, you know, yeah, I took a drink at 11, yada, yada. But, um, you know, it's not as if I, I'm, I'm a, I figure things out. Okay. And, and, and if you read um, the chapter on two employers or, or even, you know, uh, page 21, you know, talks about brilliant best salesman gifts. You know, this will is, is expressed remarkable in every, uh, in other areas of your life, except when it comes to uh, liquor. Right. So I'm a figure things out girl. I'm tenacious. I'm determined. I'm a, above a 4.0. I'm a, I'm that girl you know, and why? Because I need you to see me. I need you to recognize me. I need to be the best. I will get the best grade, like get it right, right? Like I need you to tell me I'm okay because in here, 
right? I got that thing that knows I'm not, you know, I got that thing that knows I'm not. And like, I'll tell you, like from my heart, it hasn't completely gone away. I still struggle with it, you know, but it's absolutely a million percent better than it used to be. Um, needless to say, you know, all of these uh, reaching for, whether it be validation, a man, a child, whatever, you know, to uh, control my emotional nature, right? That fear inside of me that um, with a book called Irritable Restless Discontent, what looks like I'm afraid of losing what I got, not getting what I want. Maybe I got what I want, but I want more. And wait, I changed my mind again, you know, and like all of that stuff that goes on, right? Like, um, I need a head change. Stat, you know, I need a head change. And, um, you know, needless to say this, this thing, <laughs> you know, um, whether it was 11 years old or, or later on, there's never been a point in time where I have said, you know what, like, I got school in the morning, I got to go. Or like, <laughs> I got to go to work, you know, <laughs> like, I am a, um, you know, uh, have to be at work at eight, it's 6 a.m. Who wants to shoot up ketamine? Kind of, let's go. I think I can make it to work. You know? like, I, I think I can go. I think I can do that. And um, my reality is because, you know, I need a head change so bad that um, when Bill talks about, you know, like liquor ceased to be a luxury, it became a necessity. Like that's my experience. Methamphetamine ceased to be a luxury, became a necessity. Percocet ceased to be a luxury, became a necessity. Like those, those things, um, you know, every line that I drew in the sand as far as what I used, when I used, the methods that I took it in, right, was always broken. Um, promises that I made about uh, my morality, my character, anything and everything, it was always broken. And um, it's because I lost the power of choice. You know, if the book talks about, you know, heavy drinkers, you know, and, and they experience consequences. And just because you get a DUI doesn't mean you got this thing, right? Just because you go to detox doesn't mean you got this thing, right? But like, I will wake up on my way to DUI class number two, right? And, um, and I, I spoke about this the other night. I, I remembered it and it's just crazy. You know, there's a breathalyzer installed in my vehicle. Um, it's approximately a little bit before noon on a Saturday. And I got things to do that day, you know, and I do not want to drink. There's no reason for it, you know. But what I tell myself, because I got this peculiar mental twist, right? I got this mind that will convince me of anything and everything and why it's okay for me to drink and use all the time, right? Is I'm driving and I'm like, you're a grown woman. You're a working professional. You have an apartment, you have a car. Like, would it, do you really, you can do that tomorrow. It's, it's just like wine, it's not a big deal, right? And I tell the story and it goes faster and faster and quicker and quicker and then I'm at the liquor store, you know? And um, I love that, that you know, Danny talked about, um, you know, like losing our kids because that happens here, you know? Like um, I lost my boy for three years, three months, you know, and, um, Pertinent idea B tells me that no human power will relieve me of this thing, right? If I got this thing, I am suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer, right? So if anything would save me or like curb my behavior, right, you would think it would be the love that I have for my boy. Because I can tell you right now, I die for that kid, 
right? Like I love him to pieces. I love my mom, right? Um, I love my dad, I don't like him. Anyways, and um, so, <laughs> so um, but you know, those kind of things should be able to like, whoa, you know, like I gotta do something different. And, um, and that didn't happen because, you know, and I, I say this when I speak because it is for me the epitome of uh, pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. Like for me, like, I mean, come on, we party, we wake up with people we don't know, like whatever, you know, like who cares? But like, my thing is, is that in a sober state, in a sober state, right? I could have visitation with my son. I'm not even the primary caregiver. So I'm taking care of him, what? Four out of 30 to 31 days, right? And, I, and I'm trying to be sober during that time. And we could be watching a movie, right? But if I hear the dope man coming downstairs, you know, and like he's sobbing, mom, watch a movie with me, watch a movie with me, you know, and my mind's going, he's old enough, he's gonna go to bed, it's not a big deal, just go downstairs, he'll only be there for a minute, right? Like it, my mind will convince me that it's okay. Unlike, um, I never get that time back, you know, I never get that time back. Um, but anyhow, uh, yeah. And that's where, you know, the, um, the uh, like all, all of the other, so it's, it's, you know, we're not bad people trying to get good by any means. We're sick people trying to get well, you know, and, um, and it's uh, or just, um, you know, um, talking about my boy and uh, I think he's got this thing, you know, and um, I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, I mean, thank God I'm sober. Thank God I'm sober. You know, and if you're new here, right, and maybe you're coming back or whatever, like, I want to tell you that it is possible to get to a place where you could be in pain, where you could be struggle, struggling, and you can be thankful that you're sober. You know, like, that exists. That exists. Um, anyhow, I'll, I'll get into sobriety. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> but, like, I got stories for days, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... <laughs> You know, and, and I want to encourage you too to get in the book, see yourself in that book. Sure, sure, you rebuild stories like I caromed on the golf course and got the well-to-do tan. You know, like what does that mean? No, have you have you changed your lifestyle so that you could drink and use? Like, have you done that? Have you made right? Like, have you altered things? It's like, well, I didn't really want to go to school. <laughs> Did I know? I didn't really want to do that. Oh, sure. Like, I think it's suitable to marry an Israeli national for money. Like, I, it's not a big deal. I know it's a federal offense and I could do four years and pay $100,000, but it's not really a big, right? Like, have I altered my life in some other way so that I could drink the way I wanted to, right? And, and like, me, it's a resounding yes. You know, resounding <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, and like, you know, in psychosis and, and all of these things. And, and um, I, I was in a bad state of psychosis for months. And, and you know, I had turned myself into jail. And um, it's funny how you have it all figured out, you know, like I was curing the national deficit, you know, like all of this stuff. Anyhow, um, I mean, thank God they apprehended me in Koreatown naked in a carport doing yoga, you know, like, thank God. So, anyhow, I get in, and, and, if a, and if a county, right, if a county or state, is in, you're in a nine by 12 area and they are managing your life, right? Like <laughs> the sign is you can't manage your life. Your life might be unmanageable, right? So um, 
But anyhow, um, I started to regain my sanity, right? And like, I was like, whoa, Michael Jackson did really die. Like, oh my gosh. You know? and, um, and, uh, and I started, like my heart hurt. My heart hurt. Because if you've ever been in psychosis, I could tell you with every fiber of my being, I heard what I heard. And think, like, uh, it was, it happened. And who knows if my brain was playing, I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but like, I knew that I had lost my grasp on reality and I got so sad. I got so sad for myself, you know? And I was like, holy shit, but guess what? If you don't have a belief in dependence on a power greater than yourself, the time and place will surely come again when you will drink, when you will use, no matter what. It doesn't matter how sad I was that I lost my right? It doesn't matter. And so, I came to, uh, you know, the rooms, like on that nudge from judge, like I told you, like, I'm a, like, I don't come here like voluntarily, you guys, I really don't. Um, but, um, I was being busted for my seventh felony and, um, you know, and I, I bailed out like I do. Well, I don't, you know, I've always got some stuff behind me. It's like, Hey, you want to get bailed out? By the way, you're going to do what I say, you know, anyways. Um, and, uh, so I bailed out and, um, it was a DA reject and I thought, oh, cool and cool. They violated my probation and um, they still wanted to send me chacho. And um, I had been in and out of jail. And, uh, you know, I want to tell you though, it's important that I share this. Like H&I is so dear to me, near and dear to me, you know, like, um, because it is in, when you're in those institutions, when you're in those hospitals, wherever it is that people come and they share their strength, their hope, right? What happened to them? So that you say, I felt like that. I did that. And moreover, this thing can work for me, right? That's the purpose of a personal story, right? This woman, I, I, I felt this woman when she spoke and, and I said, you know, I think I just belong here. I think I'm just supposed to come to jail for the rest of my life. Like, cause this is the only time where I feel like I need anymore. And she's like, honey, it's not cause you're in jail. It's cause you're sober. And like that, I didn't stay sober after that, but that planted a seed, right? And it enabled growth for those moments of clarity thereafter, right? When I'm coming down or when whatever's going on, and I'm like, oh, Ebony feels like Ebony when she's sober, you know? Like, that's a gift. Like, that's a, that's a gem. That's a piece of gold that that woman, I don't even remember her name that she gave to me, you know? But nevertheless, um, what happens to us around here is we get these chances and coincidences and whatever happens, right? It's like, I, I you know the girls I sponsor, it's like crazy story. I was looking for something else and I happened on a women's AA meeting, you know, it's like, wow, you know, like a mass nut. And so um, this judge says, I'm going to give you a chance, you know, and he gives me six AAs and whatever. And um, in retrospect, what I believe in my heart to be true why we get these chances and these coincidences and we see these people we haven't seen for years that all of a sudden are sober or whatever the story is that got you here, you know, is that this spiritual force, this creative intelligence, this God, whatever you want to call it, has deemed you uniquely useful in the life of another alcoholic, right? That, because I know, because I have, like, my son couldn't do it, my mom couldn't do it, a doctor couldn't do it, a therapist couldn't do it, a professor couldn't do it, right? But, like, like all those things couldn't do it, right? Nobody could help me like another alcoholic could. Why? Because when I come here, 
right? Either involuntarily or because whatever, it's the last house on the block or whatever you want to call it. Um, I get here and because I'm rendered powerless, I feel gross. I feel demoralized. I feel powerless. What use is my life? Why didn't I die? And I'm pissed about it, right? And someone tells me, honey, I did that. I did worse, right? And what is like, I didn't need a shame researcher out of Austin, Texas, right? Renee Brown to tell me that empathy is the antidote for shame. Like Bill W. told us that a long time ago, right? Like that when someone can empathize, can truly feel and know my journey and know that feeling of powerlessness, that this belief that I'm defective and that something's wrong kind of gets a little bit more quiet. You know, that thing inside me that says, oh, I'm never, right? That like, it gets a little bit more quiet and I have hope, you know, that's miraculous. Like that, the book tells me I can cling to the thought that I can put my dark past like in God's hands. And I love that, that, that part of the text, right? Because like, if you look at the picture, the big book put pictures in our heads that are so cool. And if you think of someone's holding something in their hands, they're paying attention to it, right? It's not in my memory. It's not in my heart, right? It's in my hands. So this creative intelligence, this spiritual force is, has your dark past, your bad choices, your ickiness, your powerlessness in their hands. And they're looking for opportunities for you to what? Avert death and misery for others. How humbling, how humbling is that? Like, absolutely. Um, anyhow, you know, like I got here and my mom's like, now it's nice over. And the judge said, hey, everybody, I thought that I gave this chance to doesn't do it. You know, and I'm like, we'll see. And um, I stayed sober for a period of a little over five and a half years. Um, and um, you know, I will, I will tell you that if you take drugs and alcohol out of your life, your car will not get towed three times in one weekend, right? Like, <laughs> like stuff like that doesn't happen and your credit score gets better. You might get a new car, you might get an apartment, like all these cool things happen, you know, like, and, um, and that's great. And, um, however, but if you, you, you know, haven't found higher power personal to you, and this is so, it's so cool because this spiritual force speaks to each person in their own particular language, right? And I tell my sponsees, like, I don't know what your language is, right? Like, it might be number, a color, a song, a coincidence, a person, like, I don't know what your language is. But nevertheless, this spiritual force, and it tells me on page 28, right? It talks about the experience of God and not the concept. It says it's something we have learned and felt and seen, it's a force we can feel, right? Because there's a certainty in me that knows that whatever sign I've received is like, honey, it's gonna be okay. Hang in there. You know, like, and I need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need that. Um, needless to say, though, you know, um, I, I didn't get a God. I didn't get a God. You know, my higher power was a guy I had met after at three days sober. I married. <laughs> It didn't work out. He was my higher power. Um, I had a sponsor that was my higher power. And I had a, a home group that was my higher power. And fellowship's great. Fellowship will save your ass. Fellowship's cool, you know, and, and birthday parties and, and going to seven meetings a week. And all of that is great. But what happens to someone like me who suffers from what I suffer from is I, I act like a complete, excuse my language, cunt all day long. And then I go to a meeting, right? And I get relief. That was a great meeting. Oh my gosh. 
that's so great to see so-and-so you know and then meanwhile like if you've been to los angeles like i'm four years sober right and i'm driving down wilshire boulevard and this old lady in this mercedes is not turning into wells fargo as fast as i wanted to and i get out of my car and i'm banging on her window right what happens is um i'm married to that man right he gets home a little bit too late from sober softball and i get a glass and i bust it over his head I'm pissed and he hugs somebody I don't like in AA and he gets in the car and I slam his head against the window like I am acting like a crazy person got out of hell right and why because that because I don't have any like freedom I'm not promised relief here I'm promised freedom you know like and I didn't have it so needless to say when that right when the, those human powers fail you Richard because guess what they do <laughs> Right? Because, like, it was Steve Byron, talking about you, whatever the hell goes on in this place, right? So little subculture of beautifulness. Um, you know, um, you're like, you know what? Like, I was going through a phase. I gotta get the hell out of here. Like, I'm cool. Like, I have expunged my record. I'm a working professional. Like, I am fine and I am so glad that drug addiction was over because I am not an alcoholic. Like, I will see you guys later. <laughs> Thanks for the information. Do you know what I'm saying? And, um, and, and, and I love this experience of mine. I love, I mean, granted, like every November of 2010, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know, you know, like you kind of feel that about your first book, whatever, it's Friday. But like, the book tells me that I may need to go out and try it to get a full knowledge of what I suffer from. And I tell you what, at this point, like standing here, I have conceded to every part of myself that I've got this thing. Cause I went out there and, um, <laughs> and uh, it didn't go well. Um, and uh, you know, but if you, if you got what I got right, these consequences don't get you sober. So I get a DUI, I total my car. Um, they find me naked in Palos Verdes, right? Like, I don't even know how my clothes, I have scratches all over my body. Like, I and mean, the last thing I remember is like drinking wine at a, a park in Griffith Park, you know, like, and, but like, I bail out and I go to work, you know, and whatever, like, why would I go back to recovery? I have a car in a park, like, what? Like, uh, why would I come back here? Like, Ebony, you might need to get to know, like, what do you mean? Like, I'm doing okay. Like, because I'm, quote, functioning or whatever you want to call it. I don't know how well. And I will tell you that in 2018, that, I don't know what you want to call it, a bottom or whatever, you know, like everything on the outside was okay. I wasn't coming down on a couch, sitting up and sleeping, sitting up for three days or anything like that. Like, I had a comfortable bed and I had a car to drive and gas in my car. You know, but I'll tell you that it was harder. It was, <laughs> it was to the point, you know, like the first time out there, you know, it's the clubs and it's the parties and it's all this stuff. And um, my ideal state was absolute oblivion, right? Oblivion or death. And like, if you got what I got, you want to die. When Bill talks about loneliness, despair, when he talks about quicksand stretching up all around him, you know, and if you can imagine that, it's just like you're fighting a losing battle, dude. You're fighting a losing battle and um, zero contentment, you know? And, um, and uh, you know, yeah, mental hospitals and, and suicide attempts are, are part of my story as well. And, and I had, um, you know, uh, was on a healthy dose of pain management at this point, but it kept upping, you know? And um, as well as uh, a plethora of psych meds, right? Because I can't imagine, I, I can't manage uh, 
not only my, uh, you know, drinking music, I can't manage my emotional nature, right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so uh, anyhow, um, yeah, and, and I want to die. And, and um, I came to the next day, and I don't know if it was that day or the next, but like my phone lit up. And it was a woman I had met in um, the rooms 10 months prior. And she had butt battled me. And that's not a coincidence for me, right? And everything since that point has been like, I felt like, you know, a toddler, like wandering, you know, and um, something's guiding, something's guiding me. There's no doubt in my mind, you know, because why? Because I have a willingness that I was never able to muster before. Like I came in, I was pissed. I was like, okay, you won't let me die. I'm going bungee, bungee jumping. I'm going skydiving. Okay. Now, oh, okay. I'll, I'll be the secretary of a book study at three months sober. Sure. You know, and like, thank God. Cause I got that secretary commitment with an old timer. we started going to AA history. Like, and I started to see the plethora of coincidental circumstances that led to what I believe this to be a divinely inspired program. Right. <laughs> to reach those who are unreachable. I thought every excuse I read, like unchain your brain. And I was like, oh yeah, I did have that brain injury. That's why I don't have a spiritual connection. Right. Like I mean, I, I'm a reader. Right. And I will find evidence as to why I will never get this thing, you know? And so that's why I want to tell you it's depth, it's weight. And why? Because I can feel it. I can see it. And I've learned it, you know, that's the experience of this thing, you know? I've absolutely been relieved of the obsession to drink in years, you know. Um, however, like you get sober, you know, and like things aren't perfect. <laughs> and life stuff and being a human is hard. You know what I'm saying? But like, and, and and my life is totally different than how it used to be. But but I say, you know, like the gifts that I've gotten as a result of being sober have nothing to do with material things. They're hope and self-awareness. Because I don't know about you, but like I have lost the power to choose how I behaved, even sober. <laughs> Without a God, I don't even have the power to choose how I behave. I, I'll slap you in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like shit's wild. <laughs> I, and then, and it's, and I remember telling this therapist, I'm like, it's like I feel myself switch and I get so angry and then I feel so much shame and she, you know, it's like, well, you know, like whatever, like anyhow, um, I can tell you that I, I found a way out. I, I found a way out, you know? Um, and you know, so, some of like, not some of like so much of, uh, what I've learned here, you know, or as part of, um, you know, like nothing ensures immunity from alcoholism, like helping another alcoholic. Right. And, um, and I'm always, I, I told you I'm willing. Why? Because guess what? I'm not always honest and I don't always have an open mind. Like, and I don't even know I'm being dishonest. Right. Cause I, 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 I didn't even know this was possible, but I have the inability of distinguishing the truth from a false sense of variety. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, it's fine. I don't owe that immense. It's totally cool. I just absolutely fine. Like, you know what? I don't even mad about that anymore. Fuck him. Like, and, um, that, and, but however, like be willing, Ebony, you know, break, break into columns, do the work, see exactly where have I been selfish, dishonest, resentful, full of fear. You know what I'm saying? And once I pray that prayer, uh, like 
please God, you know, help me view them as like, as I would help me grant them the same, um, right. Like uh, pity, tolerance and patience that I would cheerfully grant a sick friend. You know, my prayer has been like, God save me from being angry, hurt, vindictive, you know, like I pray that. And then I can be like, because in these columns, right. I love this. Um, a, a guy I did inventory with recently. Um, cause I mean, like, Here's, here's an idea. You don't always have to do the steps or columns or inventory with your sponsor. You can do it with other people. <laughs> That's cool, right? And um, I've always been willing and open-minded enough to seek out a new experience, you know? And, and he, he told me, he's like, Ebony, you know, like you're breaking these columns. You're not engineering. This isn't a self-help. You're not engineering your change. Like you are seeking help and healing and a change in perception from this power that's greater than you. And that makes so much sense because the book tells me about these resentments that I can't wish them away any more than I could alcohol. And if I think about my relationship with alcohol, I, I'm powerless, right? I, I needed a spiritual experience, right? Or this like it continual trust me, continual personality change sufficient to bring about recovery, right? Like, and so like I'm asking God for help with that, right? Anyhow, um, yeah, so so that has been, you know, and, and being willing enough to um, to help other women, you know, it's, it's taught me like huge things like, um, you know, and, and and indeed, like probably like alleviated, like steered me away from pain, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm a girl. Um, I'm very, uh, you know, if I give a little, I want it back, you know, like I am lost in the outcome. Like I invest, I want to return. You know what I'm saying? And um, what I've learned through sponsoring women is it's, uh, it's, it's not the Ebony show. It's the God show, you know? So I might sit there with a, a new woman and have a first step experience, like, like, you know, get what I like these God shows. Right. I love that feeling because it means my spirit is speaking, you know? And I'm like, Oh my God, it's so cool. I can't wait to talk to her again. You know, like, and then the bitch goes me and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, well, okay, was I imagining that? Like, what happened? Like, I thought we were in a relationship. Like, what's going on? Right? And then um, we're in COVID, random Zoom meeting, and she's taking your cake. Because <laughs> guess what? People can stay sober without Ebony. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, and um, so it's not about me. Like, I might be there. Like, God, God might, like, put me in the path for that first step, for that, maybe she's again, maybe she, I, I don't know, but you know what? Like, I can't, I'm not lost in the outcome. You know, I'm not lost in the outcome. And like, moreover, um, you know, like, of course, you know, like, I'm selfish and self-centered. Yes, I have that too. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have found so much pleasure in being a cheerleader and watching people change their lives, you know? Um, you know, one of my girls, uh, I, I was at her wedding uh, in February, you know, she's pregnant and like, this is, this is a miracle. Like, you know, like living in the sign at Walmart addicted to heroin, like we're miracles. And guess what? Like we straighten out spiritually, right? Like, what does it take? Follow a few simple rules. Do the steps. Hello. Just be willing to do the steps. Right. And like you straighten out spiritually, you straighten out mentally, you straighten out physically, like, and guess what? You get everything you need 
as long as what you stay close to the spiritual force and your performance work well, you're a little bit other centered, you know, like how cool is that? Because my experience with my God is that like, yes, I have everything that I need and I get a lot of what I want to, which is pretty cool. You know, that's pretty cool. It's pretty freaking cool. Um, I will, I will tell you, you know, about willingness though. I just have a couple minutes left. Um, I'm so grateful for speaking tonight and it's the willingness to say yes, because I had a hard, hard day on Thursday. You know, I recently, um, was in a relationship, right. That, and it's, it was my first, and I, and I hit, I know things in sobriety, like there's gambling, there's porn, there, you know, like all this stuff, right. That, right. That render you powerless. But like, I've never had this experience where I've been in a relationship and, um, and it was like using, it was like using, right. Even, right. I know, I know I get psychotic with meth, right. However, like, I'll be like, anybody want me to Okay. And then it's like, you know, 22 minutes later, why is the camera back in my eye? Who put the camera, you know, like where, like, and I'm miserable again, right? But I continue to keep on going back to this person. And, um, and I had so much shame around this conduct, right? Because, and I'm speaking and I'm sponsoring women and I'm feeling like a fraud, right? I'm feeling like a fraud because I have this story. I'm telling myself that I have to be perfect and I have to have learned everything and that I can't be human you know, that I can't be human. <laughs> like the truth about it is, is that like, I can go on and off page 52 plenty of times, right? I can, I, I can be a prey to, to misery and depression, right? I, I can have problems in my personal relationships. Like I can't like, those are human problems. The book tells me those are human problems and it's okay to have those problems, right? But that like, I can, I can get like spiritual help for that too. Right. And, um, and, uh, so Thursday, you know, it, uh, I, it was, a you know, hard alcoholic relationships or restraining orders. Um, so, and, uh, and, um, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not playing the victim by any means. However, um, you know, uh, just my conduct surrounding this and feeling so much shame. And I mean, like you guys, like I had canceled on speaking, I had canceled on sponsees, like stuff that I don't do because I'm feeling so shameful. You know, I'm feeling like this shouldn't be happening. But like from my heart, like I want to tell you that, um, and I wanted my message to be tonight that like the book definitely promises permanent recovery right? Like, right, what? Contingent upon our spiritual maintenance, right? Like, I have to make sure that my God consciousness is every day, right? Like, I'm kind of like, right, doing that self-aware thing, kind of like watching, like, okay, like, you know, did I just lie? You know, do I own a man's, right? Like, all that, all that good stuff, right? But um, if you're praying for midnight, that's okay, too. You know? Like, if you're afraid to make a phone call, that's okay too. You know, if you're feeling like, you know, you can't stay away from some guy or some girl, like that's okay too. Like just hang in there because I know if you have what I have, right? And you use and you drink, like I drink and use, you wanna die, you know? And I know that even with this experience, you know, um, that A, yes, I can help somebody else, but B, that I have the hope that I can possibly, hopefully do something different in the future, you know?
possibly do something different. And I don't have that. I'm drinking it myself, you know? Um, even being, um, you know, this, <laughs> that's what's painful. It's like being self-aware. And then it's like, you're standing outside your body and you're watching yourself and you're going, why are you doing that? <laughs> you know, like, and, um, just hold on, just hold on, you know? And, um, I, I had this, uh, and you know, and herein lies my faults and mistakes or where I was to blame. It's like, um, this intu intuition, you know, cause I, I have this thing inside me, right. This is, I'm not good enough or whatever. And I, I want to choose people who, um, I can change and I can choose to behave and I can reward them when they do well. Well, that's a pet. Yeah. That, that's a, it's a monkey, you know, and, um, you don't treat God's kids like that, you know, and therein lies my fault. Um, but like how beautiful to see that, you know, like how beautiful to see that and how beautiful to have hope for something different in the future, you know, um, I'm about done, but just to tell you, you know, um, I love the end of Dr. Bob's nightmare. You know, I love it so much because he's like, if you, and I'm going to paraphrase, you know, like if you really like sincerely and honestly, like want to stop, you know, drinking, like we have a solution it never fails. It never does. And this promise that this thing can solve all my problems, not just my drinking problem, not just my drug problem, but yeah, that, you know, I hope I can be restored to sanity and relationships as well. Like, and um, because of that promise and because of that experience of what I felt and seen and heard, you know, um, I'm not going anywhere. So thank you for letting me share.